Hello and welcome into another edition of The Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor, here on the Dynasty Pros Football channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to all your podcasts. Tonight we're discussing 12-team 1QB redraft league as we're going to run through with a couple of the guys here from Dynasty Pros. We're going to talk about kind of strategies, what we like from each draft position. So stick with us. The stew begins now. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a scrub to start an institute. Make evaluations like a commissioner do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room. A bit your roster and pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones through different groups. Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups. I introduce welcome welcome to this edition of the stew with jt brew on the show tonight with me sam waldorf and steve papel making his stew debut appreciate you guys coming on to go over this one dynasty it is redraft league so this new one qb redraft league kind of going simple standards tonight what you kind of see on an espn basic or a yahoo league one qb two running back two wide receiver one tight end one flex position a kicker and the defense we'll go to start things off we'll go rounds one through five each of us has got four different teams we're taking uh throughout this and we're going to pick kind of our favorite players tell you maybe why we like a guy in that spot or don't like a guy in that spot and kind of kick things off guys uh i will start off we'll just get right into it i got the one one in this draft so for me the question is is clearly is justin jefferson or Christian McCaffrey. That's that's my pick. It's one of those two guys. I'm not really looking at anybody else in this spot. In a half PPR league, I'm maybe going Christian McCaffrey, but in a full PPP, uh, full PPR, excuse me, I like Justin Jefferson, number one. He's my guy. I'm taking him with that first pick. Second up is Sam. Who are you liking in this one-two spot? Uh, so for one-two for me, I... In redraft, I got to say, I still lean towards the old school mentality, and I'm going to go RB. So for me this year, I do have Christian McCaffrey as my number one running back, so I would go CMC. Um, Obviously, I think there's a little worry with some of the weapons in San Francisco and the amount of weapons, but I just think barring injury, McCaffrey is safe. I'd love to have him on my team as my first round pick. Yeah, I love that pick. Like CMC is who I'm usually going for in most leagues. The only time I'm not taking them is if I got Justin Jefferson. That's the only reason I would not go CMC number one. Uh, So number three, Steve, you you got the one three here. Kind of when those two top guys are off the board, who are you leaning uh, this next spot? Hey, uh, this is probably going to be the easiest pick of the draft for me. I'm going to go Jamar Chase, um, who has a limitless ceiling with Joe, Joe Burrow, um, PPR settings, um, he could easily be 1.1 um, in my eyes. So, Yeah, but I, I think there's a lot of people like Jefferson or Chase. I'm leaning Jefferson a little bit, but I can totally see how anyone could make you know the case for Jamar Chase, even at the 1-1, uh, just with the stats he's put up whenever he has not been injured. So we'll come back to me at 1-4. So at 1-4, if I'm sitting in this area – Couple guys, Travis Kelsey's up there sometimes for some some tight ends and some things like that. I am probably not going tight end in a non-tight end premium this high in the draft. I'm probably looking either top end wide receiver or running back. Austin Eckler's just been that guy who gets the machines, gets the catches, does a little bit of everything. And I think that team's going to be a lot healthier now that he seems like he's happy to be on the team this year. That's probably who I would go at that one four slot would be Austin Eckler. Sam, what are you thinking at one five? Kind of who who comes up to uh, for you yeah. uh, in that type of spot if you're drafting out that one five spot? Mm-hmm. One five for sure. Um, I definitely would be crossing my fingers that Eckler falls to me. Um, of course, Chase Jefferson McCaffrey would be a slam pick at one five if any of those four are going. 
um, to last that long. But this might be a little above ADP. I do know this guy is picking up some steam this offseason. Um, but I'm going Nick Chubb here. I, I love the safety. I think the upside with Kareem Hunt has been kind of regained by Nick Chubb. I think he will catch some more passes. I still don't think he's going to be in that, you know, he, he's not Barkley, he's not CMC, he's not Eckler, he's not catching that many balls. But I just don't think at the end of the season you look back and you regret taking RB1 through 10 in the first round and allowing yourself to win the draft in a different round. I like it. I like Chubby. I think, you know, sometimes you got to worry about in these redraft leagues. People worry about these older players and they kind of get into that dynasty mindset. And you got to say, hey, who's the guy I just need for this year? I just need a big year out of Nick Chubb one year. So I, I can totally see taking him at the one five there. Steve, what do you what do you think here at the one uh, one six? Um, before I go one six, I just want to say I love the two picks before me, Eckler and Nick Chubb. Um, I agree that they're monster RB ones uh, with great upside. Um, at one six, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. Um, also, he promised over two thousand yards receiving, so I'm going to uh, bet on that with the sixteen. Yeah, I absolutely love Tyreek Hill here. He's a guy who, if I'm I'm thinking of going wide receiver at one four. I would think about either Cooper Cup or Tyreek Hill there. I really would, especially if I had any kind of league with big play bonuses. Uh, Tyreek Hill, anytime I have a league with a big play bonus, he's the guy I jump on. If you can get 30, 40-yard catch bonuses, I, I think he's just lightning. I think a full year or two of two can stay healthy. Uh, like you said, maybe that 2,000 yards is is within reach there with, uh, with Tyreek Hill, so I love that pick. So it comes back to me here at 1-7, kind of the middle of the draft here. Kind of talk what we just talked about with Tyreek Hill. I just think the upside's there, just huge seasons. With the one full point PPR, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was a guy who was absolutely lighting it up last year before he went down with injuries. I think this team is not going to be very good. I think they're going to throw a ton. I can see the Rams being bad, but I can see Cooper Cup putting up unreal numbers this year. I'm willing to take the chance in the middle of the first round. Uh, so up here at eight, um, this is hard. Like part of me really wants to go back to running back, um, but I think just with the PPR format, I think I would start to lean wide receiver once some of my guys are gone. Um, Hill and Cup were definitely on my mind when I took Nick Chubb. Um, I just think I'm a little above ADP on Chubb, and I want to get that out there to people drafting. That I, I do agree that is a decision you would not regret. Um, but here at 1-8, I'm just going to go Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm just going to not overthink it, right? I think like you said, JT, some people get in this mindset that we, we think about Dynasty so much the rest of the year that redraft comes around and we get stuck in that mindset. But Diggs is just a monster. As long as he's in Buffalo, he's going to be a wide receiver one. He gets the targets, and he gets the yards. He gets the touchdowns. I'm not going to overthink this one. Yeah, I like that move. I, I think sometimes you know you want to get RB, you want to go RB heavy, but RBs tend to get injured a little easier. And you got to you got to hit a home run with that first round pick in redraft leagues. You got to get your points. And so I think sometimes just going with the player that is going to be a surefire, you know. 80 to 100 yard, 100 catches, you know, 1200 yards, possibility of double digit touchdowns. I think so. You just can't go wrong with that sometimes. See, what are you thinking here at the at the one nine after Diggs going at one eight? I'm gonna go the unconventional route and start off with the tight ends, the king of tight ends, uh, Travis Kelsey, who um, is exactly that surefire guy you were talking about. Um, I think with Patrick Mahomes, sky's the limit, and there's no reason to slow down. Yeah, I love that pick. In a, if you have any kind of bigger tight end premium league, I have no problem taking Kelsey in the top three. If this was like a, a 2.0 PPR for a tight end, I'm absolutely willing to take Kelsey at the top of my draft because he can be that much of a difference maker compared to other people uh, at that position. So even in the non-tight end premium, I think he's first uh, worth a first uh, round pick here at the end of the first. Don't you guys? Yeah, for sure. I um, 
I don't know if I would have taken him this early, but I think anywhere in the first round, like you said, it, it really just depends on what you're going for. You're not going to ever look back and not be happy you have Travis Kelsey on your team. So, you know, second half of the first round, he, he's a fine pick. So it's going to come back to me at the 10th round. All right, sorry, at 110 here. So at 110, again, we talk about, you know, what's the type of player you want here? I am going to go with Saquon Barkley. I just think the Giants offense looks a lot better. Daniel Jones looks like he made a step. Saquon's got the deal done. I'm not scared about taking him now at this point at 110. I'm jumping in on him and being happy that, you know, I got a top five running back at the end of the first round. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, Honestly, if I hadn't gone running backs with my first two picks, I think I might have gone running back again instead of Diggs. But I want to show the listeners that there is more than one way to build a successful team, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to get a running back in the first round. Yeah, and so so coming up here on one uh, eleven, Sam, what kind of you're looking around at the turn here? Uh, if you're picking in the first round, you got to kind of think who's that other guy that possibly can get back to me. That's got to be in your strategy here when you're on the turn. Kind of what are you thinking here at one eleven? Yeah, one hundred percent. So this is actually an interesting pick. I think if I was going strictly off my rankings, I would be leaning CD Lamb here. Um, I think he's just a monster. I think he has wide receiver one potential. Let's not forget that Dak missed games last year and Lamb still finished where he did. Um, But I think also this is kind of where a little game theory or whatever you want to call it starts to come into play where I'm looking at these running backs, especially in a PPR league. Now standard, I would feel a lot better because Derrick Henry, I might've picked Derrick Henry five picks ago in a standard league, to be honest. Um, but I'm going to go Bijan with the pick here, um, just with the thought that I like three or four of these receivers. And being at pick 11, um, I think I'm just going to get one back on this turn. So I'm going to get the running back here, and then I'll take uh, – I can discuss the three that I would have been looking at, but I just like a couple receivers, and one will be there. So. think you're on mute, JT. Yep, thanks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I said I was going to love – I love the taking running back here, knowing that you're going to have a, a wide receiver possibly coming right back to you after the turn here. So I love that move, making sure you get your guy first, take Bijan first, and then you can get the wide out coming back. So nice uh, here at the 112 here. Uh, Steve, you got a chance to kind of go back to back here. What's your strategy if you're at the end of the first, beginning of the second round? Well, uh, Sam's strategy was successful. I would have 100% taken Bijan if he didn't um, and did a dance probably. Um, Nevertheless, I will take two wide receivers at this point. I'm going to take C.D. Lamb because of his high floor and high ceiling. And I'm going to go with Amonra St. Brown as well. I think the Lions are going to be amazing this year, especially on offense. And that will be headed by him and Goff. Yeah, I love those picks right there. Uh, you know, I don't mind double tapping wide receiver because now in a two wide receiver league uh, where you're starting two guys, man, you're locked in with those guys every week other than a bye week. And uh, St. Brown, I think he's a guy that when I'm looking at it, he just feels like he's moving way up list. Seems like people are just getting on him. They feel like the the Lions are going to throw the ball a little bit more. And I think now that Jameis Williams is out at least six games with the suspension, I think people are not worried that he's going to lose touches or targets. Is is that kind of why you thought, Hey, this is a good spot to get him right at the beginning of the second round. Yeah, absolutely. He's also a PPR guy. Um, He's going to move around all over the place. Um, Him and uh, Sam Laporta, but I guess we'll talk about him later. All right, so Sam, this is what it comes back to you. You took Bijan. You're hoping a wider receiver get there. You get back-to-back wideouts going in front of you, but there's still some talent there at 2-1. Yeah, for sure. Um, on my short list of wideouts, these, the two guys that Steve took were obviously two of the guys on my list. Um, another guy still on my list I'm happy to end up with is A.J. Brown. Um, I, I do think he's a less of a PPR god compared to Lamb and Amon-Ra, but – just the efficiency that Brown has, the offense he plays in, 
he, you know, he's, he did it in Tennessee. He's done it in Philly. I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. He, he's one of those guys that's talented enough to win with that efficiency. I don't think you can say that about many people, but that's just the kind of guy he is. He makes big plays. He makes big catches. Um, and just to piggyback on what Steve said, you know, when you're at the turn or even 10, 11, 12, close to the turn, you just always have to think like if you went into this draft wanting CeeDee Lamb, wanting Amon Ra, you got to take them because you, they will not be falling, you know, 24 picks back to you. And sometimes you got to shoot your shot. So I agree with that strategy because there is not a better joy than picking the guy and winning with him than losing because you're like, oh, dude, I wanted to take that guy. And I knew I should have like that. It's, you know, it's about the money. It's about everything, but it's about the joy of winning and calling your shot and getting it right. That's the most enjoyable thing, I think. So I love the pick, Steve. Yeah, I like that too, because again, you know, if he wants, uh, if you're sitting in that spot and you're saying, okay, I think St. Brown's maybe go mid second round. Well, you don't have a pick in the mid second round. You know, he's not getting back to you. There's no way he's getting all the way back to you in the third. So I have no problem like, you know, abandoning ADP and saying, hey, I just like this guy more than these three or four other wideouts or so ever in front of him. So I think that's something always to keep in mind. I think some people get tied to the ADP, get tied to the list that they're looking off of and say, oh, well, that's the next guy. I got to take him. I, I don't think that's always the case, especially in a redraft. I think you got to kind of go for your guys. So I really uh, I, I like the, the strategy for both you guys on those ones there. So coming back to me, I got Barkley. So this interesting thing is like maybe I go wide receiver, um, you know, to kind of even things out. But I'm going to pound the rock with Barkley. I'm going to look at this and then, you know what? I'm going to say I want Derrick Henry. I know his PPR doesn't catch the ball as much. I still think Tennessee is going to uh, be a run-heavy team. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry, you're not getting him outside the top five two years ago. And the fact that I can – turn around and get him in the third pick of the second round. I'm all over that. And now I feel super confident about my running back room out of the 110 spot. Uh, and I go Barkley Henry. So now what's interesting, what do you do, Steve, here at the uh, at, uh, two four? You took Kelsey in the first round. Does that change your strategy of who you would take in the second round? Um, absolutely does. Um, in a PPR league, I, I really want a, a wide receiver one. And I think I can definitely have that with Garrett Wilson, with Aaron Rodgers um, slinging him the rock all season. Uh, hard knock superstar. Uh, his ADP should rise in the next two weeks, I still think. I love this. You know, sometimes you just got to go off the beaten path on strategies. You can't just run straight down the line. I feel like these are the teams that end up winning titles a lot. When you go with Kelsey and then a Garrett Wilson, you know, a guy that has all the ability only his second year and gets a huge, massive upgrade at QB. I, I think this is just enough of that kind of a little bit of a crazy strategy that could work out really well uh, as we get farther into this draft. So now we're back to at two five. It should be you, Sam, correct? Correct. Yep. I'm back up for, for team eight here. Um, Got to say, Henry was who I wanted going digs in round one. I would have loved to have Henry make it back to me. Um, anyone listening who has their draft before Sleeper changes their ADP, because, you know, it's always updating on Sleeper. In the next couple of days, the, the ADP ranks are going to look different on Sleeper than they do now. But um, if you're drafting tonight, you're drafting tomorrow, look out for where Derrick Henry is, because I do think he's slipping a little bit. And I think someone's getting an incredible value. Um, if you're getting him round two, that dude's a round one pick. And I think it's just we're so tired of him being successful that he's starting to get pushed down. Um, but for teammate here, two five, took digs in the first round. I'm not really going to overthink this one. I want a running back. And I'm going to go Tony Pollard. Um, uh, I honestly might have gone Jonathan Taylor about 24 hours ago. But I'm just scared enough now that – I still think Pollard's just going to have a massive year. And I do think the PPR side of this makes me lean towards Pollard. Um, I don't know how much AR and that offense is going to check it down. I don't know. I, just, I think I just, in the second round, I would stay away from it. 
I, yeah, I like, I think, you know, Pollard's an interesting choice, you know, never's been the guy. He's going to get a chance to be the guy and see if uh, he can make that work. Now you, you know, step right into where you, I mean, perfect setup by you, uh, by the play-by-play guy set me up with JT from the Colts. Obviously got my JT Jersey on tonight. Uh, don't know what's going to happen there. I felt like I had to wear the Jersey just in case something does. And I can't wear the Jersey to the se- to games this season. So I was like, I might as well get my, uh, my uses in while I can JT. If it wasn't for everything that's going on, he's a top four pick. He's a top four pick to me in, in redraft leagues. Uh, I'm taking him here. I'm buying the dip, you know, is it something that could end up burying this team? Absolutely. It, it could end up backfiring big on me. But since I took Cooper Cup in the first round, I'm going with the strategy. I'm going all out. I'm taking the highest end guys. Now, these both these guys could end up being a disaster for me, and this team could be out of it immediately. But I'm going to play high side with this team. And I think sometimes when you're picking in the middle of the rounds, you got to kind of do that. Sometimes you're in no man's land. And I'd rather go for the high side of a player of a cup and a tailor than take kind of maybe the easy way out and take the safe pick. So for this team in this spot, I'm going to Cooper Cup and then I'm coming back with JT. I'm fading the noise and I'm hoping that he ends up bouncing back and having the 2021 year they hit. Because if you get 2021 Cooper Cup and 2021 JT, this team is legit right off the bat. You guys broke so the running back is- tier. Um, I, I <laughs> wanted to go running back if you guys didn't take those two. Um, at the at the one six, I also am in trouble. I wanted to take Jalen Waddle, but because I have Tyreek Hill, I, I'm fading that route. I'm going to take Devonte Adams. Yeah, I love that pick. Actually. And I like that um, pick. I go ahead, JT. Oh, no, no, Sam, just jump in there. Yeah, I, I was just going to say he was actually one of those guys that I had in that wide receiver tier at the turn that I would have been comfortable taking back at 12-13. Um, I do think he's risky, you know, in this in this Raiders offense, but the dude's going to get 130 targets. I, I just think he's a great pick in the second round of a draft. I don't really see it. You know, that's it's PPR, man. You get a point every time you catch the ball, even if it's for one yard. That's the great thing about PPR, and that's the stupid thing about PPR. It just depends on how you're looking at it. Yeah, my hesitation on Devontae Adams is the team itself, that the Raiders are probably going to be the worst in their division. By the time the playoffs come around, I don't know what record they're going to be at, how bad the quarterback play is. I'm afraid of him not being there for me when I need him most uh, during a seasonal draft, seasonal league. Yeah, I agree with that. That would be my hesitation on on Devontae Adams was just how bad are the Raiders going to be. But I, I agree. I'm on the same thing with Cooper Cup. I think the I think the Rams are going to be really bad. But I'm hoping mm-hmm. that just turns into a lot of passes, a lot of throws. Um, I kind of feel like Devontae Adams is kind of like uh, the Derrick Henry for us right now. It's like the guy's just been there forever. He's been super consistent. You like him, you want to take him, but it's like, man, you kind of want that sexy new player, you know, that young guy. And sometimes in these redrafts, you forget about those guys that are just the old steady. And I think Devontae Adams is just, he's an old steady. I think he's going to be uh, one of those guys that people are going to look back at the end of the year and be like, oh, I probably shouldn't have passed on him. Uh, I probably was a little too low on the Raiders and he still was able to get his. So I don't think that's a, a bad pick at all. Um, I've actually done the Hill Waddle uh, double up, but man, the only problem with that is you are really relying on Tua to stay healthy. I had some teams that were absolutely crushing first half of the season last year, and then when Tua got hurt, my teams just melted down. So that's the only problem with the big stacks. I love stacks, but but you are really putting all your eggs in one basket on those on those huge stacks. So I can totally see skipping Waddle and going Devonte Adams in that situation. So we're getting back here to the 2-8. So 2-8, uh, that's Sam, correct? So Sam yeah. jumping here at 2-8. Who so, do you like to jump um, here? At 2-8, I'm actually really happy about this team. Um, I'm going to take the last guy in a running back tier for me. And with the safety of Nick Chubb in round one, I think I'm able to take Josh Jacobs here. Um, I think that's a really good pairing. 
Like I said, Chubb is one of those guys who isn't going to let you down. And now that Jacobs is supposedly reporting, um, I do feel comfortable enough taking him here. Um, obviously, we saw his upside last season. Um, if we believed he was going to repeat last season, he'd be going even earlier than this. So I'm going to take the dip in Josh Jacobs, and I'm going to go RB heavy with Team 5 here. And uh, got to say, I'm really liking what it's looking like because I'll just go – we'll see what happens, but I'm happy to go three, four wide receivers if I have to to make up for the discrepancy. Yep. Yeah, I love that. So coming back here, uh, for me, Eckler, uh, I took him at 2-9. So this is a spot, you know, end of that first round, could kind of go a lot of different places. I'm looking at running back. I'm looking at wide receiver. Who's kind of guy I want to put here? I'm looking at, and I think with Eckler, I'm going to take a Jalen Waddle here. I'm going to go Waddle uh, and get my wide receiver there, uh, put him in that mix. And now he just got two guys that are PPR machines and Waddle and Eckler. So I love that start there. Uh, so now 210, uh, Steve, who you uh, adding to the Jamar Chase you took in the first round at 1-3? Um, I'm going to add Chris Olave there uh, with Carr coming in. Um, he's only entering his prime. He already showed uh, NFL potential as a rookie. Um, he, look, we're getting him in the second round uh, already. Um, I think he's going to do very well. Yeah, I love that pick. Sam, what about you at 211? Um, Christian McCaffrey at the 1 2 in the first round. Who are you going 211 here? Yeah, 211. I'm just going to keep the string of young wide receivers coming off the board, and I'm going to go Devonta Smith. Um, I do have him over T. Higgins, who is someone else I'm considering here, as long as D, uh, as well as DK Metcalf. Um, I just think Smith's, um, he's in a great offense. I don't really need to repeat myself. I said it all about A.J. Brown. Smith is a 1A on any other team. He's a great talent. And um, if you started your draft off with CMC, I think you'd be happy to get Smith back around at the turn. Yeah, so back to me at 1-1. So, you know, it's always a long wait on that turn. When you take the 1-1, you got to get all the way back to yourself at the end of the second. This is where, you know, I think you could kind of go off the board, do something a little bit different, a little bit crazy, uh, depending on what you do. There's a lot of different spots I kind of like here, a few different guys I like, but I'm going to go a little ahead of the pack here, and I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I've been a big Najee guy this year. been talking about all offseason. He's going about 30 in the ADP. He's 24, so he's about six uh, too early here. But if I'm looking at the running backs that are out there, to me, Najee's the guy, and if I don't take running back here, I know I'm in a for a long haul before it gets back to me and I get any other running backs. So for me, I think I just I I'm looking at it. I'm gonna go running back here, get my guy. And then because I want to diversify with everything else that's going here, I'm gonna go a little bit off the board and I'm gonna go Mark Andrews here. I like Jefferson, Harris, Andrews here. I'm gonna go tight end, add to that mix, and I just think this team is gonna have a uh, just a lot of different guys that could do good things. And that's where I'm going to go. Uh, Mark Andrews, second tight end off the board here at 3-1. Yeah, I, I, I like that pick. I, I do think that's a little above ADP and a little above my personal rankings for Andrews. But, you know, when you get Justin Jefferson, I, th I think you're allowed to take some risks that other people aren't really allowed to because you know you're going to have that, that top guy. Um, so at 3-2 here, um, I mentioned it already. Um, I'm just going to go T Higgins. Um, if I'm drafting CMC, CMC and Eckler in a PPR league, I think are the two that 100% I think are amazing to go with that. The hero RB as people talk about, you know, um, they're just such great assets in a PPR league that I think if you're going to get them as your RB one, I think load up at receiver and, and figure out your RB2 later is, is the strategy I'd be going with with those two specific players in the first round. Yes, yeah, Steve, here, uh, who do you like here at 3-3? Three, three? You got 1-3, Jamar Chase, 2-10. You got Chris Olave. Who are you coming back with here in the third? Um, at 3-3, three, three, I'm going to take Ramondre uh, Stevenson. I don't think that uh, Zeke is going to affect him as much in this type of league, in this type of setting. Uh, compared to others, uh, I think he's going to retain his PPR um, potential. So I'm going to go with Ramondre. 
I like that pick. Uh, coming back for me here, one four. I took Eckler two nine. I took Waddle. So now I'm looking at this spot, seeing where I want to go. I can go either way, running back. I can go wide receiver here, tight end. I was going to start looking at possibly a little bit of the scarcity of RB and decide if there's somebody I really like here. So at this point, I'm going to go. I know people are in or out on Travis Etienne. I'm going to go Etienne here. I think the Jags offense is much improved, and I like getting him right behind Stevenson here in the third round. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I, I know people are afraid of Bigsby, but um, I just think this offense is going to score enough points. And like you said, I, I think kind of after Jacobs, for me, we've hit a different tier of running back that there's going to be some not perfect things about this next tier. And if you see them going, I think at times you kind of got to hop on the train instead of run away from it. Um, so for three, five here, um, this is actually where I would start looking at quarterback um, in a normal sense, but because of my build on this specific team where I've went RBRB, um, I, I don't want to wait that long before getting a wide receiver. So I'm going to go DK Metcalf here. Um, I, I do think his ceiling is slightly lower with the addition of JSN. Um, but I do think DK is just, he's a great player. He's going to get you some points. And I think the Seattle offense could continue to show what we saw last year that they can produce like a top 10, top 12 offense, which is what you want for a wide receiver. So, Yeah. So next up uh, for us, we're at the three, six uh, Steve, who you like, you went wide out, wide out uh, with T Hill in the, at the one six and then Devonte Adams at the two seven. Um, I agree with you guys about Seattle's and uh, and Jacksonville's offenses. Um, they're on the up and up. Um, I actually like all their players. Um, so I'm going to continue that trend by taking Calvin Ridley as a third wide receiver for this team. Um, he's going to be an alpha. Uh, he's just going to continue what he did in Atlanta. I think the gambling thing um, is not really affecting his play um, with the long holdover. He should uh, jump right back into it. I, I like that move. I think, you know, if you're going to lean into older players, I, I feel like in a redraft league, just lean hard, just go all out. If you're going to take the, 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 the upside or the, you know, the consistent play, I like that Ridley, obviously coming back a little bit question marks on him, but everybody's talking about how great that could possibly be. Now we're getting into here at one seven. I got Cooper cup two six. I took Jonathan Taylor. Like I said, this team, I'm going to go a little bit more out there on the limb. Uh, trying to go high upside uh, of some guys like this team. Team could either crash and burn or this team could be really, really good. So when I look at this team, I'm trying to figure out who's the guy I want to go with to add to this mix. A guy I don't super love, but a guy that I think uh, just looking at who's out there, who's available. I'm going to go with a Keenan Allen here. So Keenan Allen, a little bit older, banged up last year, but I'm already going to go with guys that have some question marks. But Keenan Allen with a healthy uh, Herbert, I think, could have a monster season. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm leaning in hard here with the questionable guys and hoping they all pan out. Uh, so now we're at 3-8. Uh, so Sam, who do you like? You got Diggs and Pollard already off the board for this team. Yeah, Um I think I'm going to go back to what I said a couple couple minutes ago, and I think I'm going to take Patty here. I think this is the part of the draft where I start looking at some of these positional guys, um, and there's small things that freak me out just enough that I think I would just take the safety of Patrick Mahomes and uh, and take it. Um, part of me really, really wanted to go Josh Allen just for the dig stack. Um, but I do think in a, in a redraft league, I do think stacking can still be a very quality strategy and a definitely as a tiebreaker, I would, I would use stacking even in a redraft league compared to a best ball tournament style. But for me, Patty is not a tiebreak with Josh Allen. He he's a tier ahead. So I think that's an easy pick if you're going to go quarterback and start having them come off the board. Yeah. Steve, does that mess you up at all with him taking Mahomes right in front of you there? I just pounded on the table. I was so pissed when I saw that. You just messed up my stack, and it's a Kelly. It's like the best stack in in the NFL. Um, 
I, I got to pivot away from from the QB just because that happened. So I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs as my first running back PPR. I think he's Bishon Robinson. If Bishon Robinson was not in this draft class, um, he's going to be a stud. I love that move. Uh, and this brings up a great point. You got to be able to pivot in your drafts. I 100% do not usually go quarterback that early in a one QB, but I would have gone QB there. Mahomes, Kelsey stack for sure. In that position, I'm knocking that down 10 out of 10 times, but with Mahomes going in front of you, I jump off a QB and I love the idea. Let's go Gibbs upside wider uh, running back. can get a ton of catches. And like I said, you're on a high upside team here with Kelsey and Wilson already. So I love that move, Steve, by you on the pivot there. I think it's a, a great opportunity. You gotta, gotta be on your toes uh, and make adjustments sometimes, but man, that's the one you look back in the season. You wish you had that stack. I, I know for sure that that would have been nice. So it gets oh. to me at 310 here. I took Barkley and Henry run heavy at 110 and 23. So I come back here trying to figure out who do I like in this group. I've gone a little bit older so far. Uh, running back, still a couple guys out there uh, for me. And then it starts getting a little bit thinner, but I still have some players I like. I'm probably going to hold off there, even though if I want to get crazy and go bully running back, I could have went three for three there. I think here instead, I'm going to lean into people a little down on Debo Samuel with all the weapons there in San Francisco, but I'm going to take a chance on Debo here at 310 to match with Barkley and Henry and, and hope that he you know, still gets uh, enough touches to make things happen. Yeah, uh, so, Sam, what do you uh, think here at, at 11? Yeah, 311. Um, yeah, just to kind of go back to uh, nothing against Steve, but if this is a, a league against each other, you know, I, I would be lying if taking Patty wasn't part of, you know, you don't want your league mates to have those killer stacks as much mm -hmm. as we want them. You have to keep in mind that this is still a game where you're trying to beat your friends. Um, I would have taken him anyway, but that definitely was a great little bonus to, to stop the stack from happening. Um, and just to piggyback on that, I'm actually going to complete my own stack here and I'm going to go Jalen hurts um, with AJ Brown. I, I just think that's a great combo. Um, and like I already said with Patty, I, we're at this point where I'm okay taking a couple of these elite quarterbacks just because I believe the tier drop offs between the wide receiver here and the wide receiver I'm getting 10, 12 picks from now, I don't see too much of a change that I think I am okay going elite quarterback. Not quarterback, but elite quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, there's always different strategies. A lot of people say, hey, in one QB redraft, just wait on quarterback forever, forever, forever. I always think it's league dependent. I had leagues that, hey, man, nobody ever went between before the sixth, seventh, eighth round. And I've had leagues people just noticed that the scoring for quarterbacks with six points per touchdown is just so much more. And those elite guys can, can really make the difference, especially if, if you have a league that does overall point totals as a way to get into the playoffs or a tiebreaker. Those guys are going to make that difference maker for you scoring those points at week to week. So I, I definitely don't think there's any problem jumping up uh, and taking some of these big time guys as high as the third round. If it, it, depending on your league and what everybody else is drafting with AJ Brown there, I love the idea with Mahomes off the board. I maybe would have waited uh, if he wasn't off the board yet, but I kind of love that stack with Hertz and, and AJ Brown. I've done that in quite a few leagues. So to finish out the second round, to come back, Steve, you took uh, you went wide receiver, heavy C Lamb, and Amon St. Brown at one twelve and two one. How do you finish this out here in the third? Yeah, with Jalen Hurts going right before me, I mean, there's no reason that Josh Allen should ever make it into the fourth round of any league, uh, twelve team league. So I'm going to take him. Um, he's still elite. He he has weapons. Um, uh, that was an easier choice. Um, my fourth rounder is a little bit tougher. Um, I'm looking between two running backs and a receiver. Um, I'm going to go with the guy that I liked before the NFL draft, and I still like him, um, Kenneth Walker III. I think that he has running back one uh, potential. Uh, his ceiling is uh, – we saw it last year as a rookie. He, he, was only, he was the only runner-up 
for a rookie offensive rookie of the year to Garrett Wilson. Um, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I like that pick. I'm not scared on the Charbonnet. I know a lot of people are scared off by him, but I, I think they're both going to get uh, quality carries, and I, I like the home run hitter that Kenneth Walker is. Sam, what are you, coming back here after the Hurts pick in the in the third, what do you like? Yeah, um, and yeah, quick note on Steve. I agree with Walker. I think at this point I am okay taking him where he's falling to. I, I understand from a dynasty perspective if you were valuing him where you drafted him Six months ago, he did take a hit value-wise. But at this point, I think he's being valued correctly, and I'm okay playing that game because he has the upside. Um, coming around on my Team 11 here, after taking Hurts, um, I'm really just looking at the running backs, and I'm not liking too many more names, and I just want to get one because I'm not going to pick for so long. And I'm going to go Joe Mixon here. Um, I'm not saying I'm loving this pick, but I think with the upside of Bijan, I think Mixon is a good RB2 to throw on that team as someone who I wouldn't project to be RB3, but I don't really see a world that he's not a top 18, 17 guy um, unless he gets hurt. So, Yeah, I don't like the idea of Mixon as my RB1, but I do not mind him as my RB2, especially getting him in the fourth round and pairing him with a stud like B. John, I, I, I agree with you there. Not a guy I'm actively going after, but it's sometimes when a guy gets to you a certain spot, it's just worth pulling the trigger on. So I, I like that move. So here's a guy I was considering last round. I, I took uh, already got Barkley, got Henry, uh, Debo Samuel. I took him the last round. I was kind of looking at, I wasn't totally sold on a bunch of the wide receivers right here. And I was trying to decide, do I go heavy? Do I get another RB? Uh, you know, kind of what do I want to do with this team? I'm going to go with Joe Burrow here. So with this team, with the fact that I got Debo, I got Henry, I got Barkley with my running backs. I like the idea of Burrow uh, with the other guys already gone off the board. I probably, if if quarterbacks hadn't already started being drafted, I probably don't go Burrow here. I honestly consider maybe going three RBs to kind of lock up my RB room. I was looking at Aaron Jones as a possibility there. Um but I'm going to lean Joe Burrow with or, with QBs already coming off. It was no QBs. I might have gone Aaron Jones and kind of tried to do that triple RBs, which sometimes I like to do in leagues where you only have one flex spot. So 4-4. Four, four. Kelsey Wilson Gibbs got Mahomes stolen from you on the last time through. Steve, what do you like uh, this time coming through in, for this team? Um, my pick is going to be Aaron Jones. Uh, you mentioned it before. He's, um, and he's the RB one on a team that we don't really know what Jordan Love is going to produce, but we always know that Aaron Jones produces, um, and they're going to try to run the ball a lot. Yeah, but I, I love that pick. Like I said, I was leaning Aaron Jones with a Debo pick, ended up going Debo and then was leaning Aaron Jones coming back. And with Burroughs, so I love that pick with Aaron Jones there. Uh, this is one of those teams where I maybe look back and go, man, I probably I probably should just pull the trigger and take an Aaron Jones and and see what happened. And went with Aaron Jones and went three RBs to start off. Uh one eight here. Diggs, Pollard, Mahomes. Sam, where are you going with this one? Um, yeah, I, I think I was very torn between going with wide receiver or running back here. Um, but seeing kind of this mini run of running backs, you know, Walker, Mixon, Jones come off the board. I think I'm going to go running back just because I really, really don't want to miss out on getting my second guy and be left with a tier that I don't want to be in. And I'm going to go JK Dobbins here at four or five. Um, I think I'm a little higher on JK Dobbins. Um, truthfully, I just think it's an upside play. I think he has the talent to be a top player. Um, he hasn't really put it all together yet. Um, but you know, this is a, it's a fourth round pick. It's why we're not taking him in the second. We're not taking him in the third. Right. Um, I just think he's a great guy to have as your RB two um, because he has RB one upside. Yeah. I, I love him this late. I, I would be all over Dobbins, no matter who was on my roster already in this round, he'd be a guy I'd be, I would definitely be looking at. So come back to me. Like I said, this is my team. I'm kind of getting an older group trying to see what happens. I went Cup. I went JT. 
Keenan Allen. Uh, so now I'm kind of looking here. What do I do? Who do I like? Is there an RB, second RB I like? Uh, you know, kind of looking through the players. I'm a big, I'm a big stack guy. I just am. Um, I love the stack and seeing who else is out here wide receiver wise, seeing who else is out here running back wise. Um, with the Dalvin Cook signing, Brees Hall pushes him down just a little bit for me in a redraft with him coming off that knee injury. I'd maybe go him here originally, but I'm going to turn around and I'm definitely going, I'm going to go Justin Herbert because I'm taking Kane and Allen hoping that he has a big year. Well, if he has a big year, that means Herbert's having a big year with him. So for me, I want that stack in the middle here. There's nobody else I just absolutely fall in love with. And if Herbert and Allen can be solid and you get that two years ago, JT and Cup, all of a sudden this team is is fighting for a championship uh, if everything works out. So I love that. Going on to uh, Team 6, Steve, you got Hill, Adams, Ridley, three wide receivers. Where do you kind of go from here? And this is, remember, a start two wide receiver with a one flex play. So the last time I was selecting, there were all all the quarterbacks were available. But now I think five just went. So um, I I have to go with the flow, and I'm just going to go Lamar Jackson as the best available quarterback, in my opinion. I like that move. I think it's a good decision. I, I think this is an example of, you know, in redraft leagues, you got to go, you know, you might've said, Hey, I don't want to take a, a quarterback till round six. Well, when they start flying off the board or tight ends start flying off the board, you got to decide, are you, you get in before it's too late or are you just punting a position and letting everybody else go? I think that, you know, that's a, a decision you gotta, you gotta be able to make uh, on the fly here. So I, I have no problem making that decision. Uh, now back to you, Sam. One five. I've took Chubb Jacobs at two eight. Metcalf at three five. Who are you taking here at four eight? Yeah, um, I think here I'm just going to go and I'm going to get another wide receiver on my team, um, and I'm going to go. It's kind of in line with ADP. I, I know a lot of people aren't really talking him up, but I'm going to buy it for the season, and I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I just think the catches are going to be there this year. Um, there's definitely a lot of uncertainty, um, but you know, with, I just think he's going to catch the ball. I think he's going to be their number one target. And in PPR that that's the way to score it. You don't have to have these massive games. You can go six for 60 and be a productive player. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I think that's, you know, you, you don't want to overthink DeAndre Hopkins when he's played, he's gotten catches he's had in targets he's been really really good so i i don't think it's one of those things where you know i don't think tennessee is going to kill him i i think value and draft it's pushing him down but i don't think that him once the regular season gets here is going to be a huge thing so now i'm looking at this team eckler waddle etienne at uh one four there's a lot of guys i just i don't absolutely love in this range um, I'm looking at it. It's a really tough decision for me right here. I just don't know who I really want to go with here. I'm going to go with a second wide receiver. I know he just got banged up the other, uh, the other day with a toe, but he's just a guy I like a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with, Terry McLaren. Terry McLaren is just a guy that I think is going to have a good season. I like how at quarterback I've been talking about all off season and, and he's just a target hog. I, I'm not worried about Terry McLaren getting him in the fourth round. I love it. So now we're back to Steve at team three. Got Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, uh, Ramador Stevenson. Who do you like here at 410? Um, at 410, I'm going to take Amari Cooper. Um, I think that Deshaun Watson uh, can only get better after having uh, less distractions this offseason. Um, he has um, the ability to make his alpha wide receiver a wide receiver one. He's done it before. Um, that's my selection. All right, Sam, who do you like here at 411? Already got CMC, Devontae Smith, and T. Higgins. Who do you like at 411? Yeah, I'm just going to go along with my strategy of hero RB if if McCaffrey's your guy. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk. 
Um, I think in a standard league, I may have started looking DJ Moore, Jerry Judy. Um, I just like the safety of Brandon Ayuk here, um, especially paired with Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk. CMC, you know, I guess doubling up on Niners may not be the greatest thing in the world, but um, I think, you know, as my flex play, I'm happy with it. And to kind of finish this off here through the fourth round, uh, we'll kind of finish this up, then we'll be right back as we run through the fifth round, uh, through the tenth round. To finish it off here in the fourth round, I've got Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Mark Andrews. I was eyeing Lamar Jackson hard. This is who I wanted this round. He got sniped me uh, at uh, the four seven. I wanted that stack. Andrews and Jackson didn't happen for me. So not getting uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm going to turn around and instead on this one, I just, again, there's not a running backs or wide receivers. I just absolutely love in this spot. There's some guys I like that just went before me. So I'm going to lean back and I'm going to go into QB and I'm going to go on the high upside of Justin Fields here with the running game. I wanted Lamar Jackson in situations where I wanted Lamar and I didn't get him. I've pivoted to Justin Fields and that is uh, what I'm going to do here. So that is going to conclude our round one through four in this 12-team, one PPR, no tight end premium. But stick with us. We will be back soon. Sam and Steve, thanks for joining me. Stick around as we're going to get back on here shortly and come back with the episode with five through ten. Uh, thanks, everybody else, uh, for joining us here on The Stew with J2 Brew. I'm Justin Taylor for Sam and Steve. Stick with us. Talk to you guys in a few. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing, racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the 